0: I was going into Tashi Station to pick
1: up some power converters.
0: The droids are clean, the vaporizers are patched, and the speeders fuel. It's time to pick up some blue milk and power converters. You're listening to Tashi Station Radio, brought to you by the Majestic Giraffe Network. Now here are your hosts for the Snarky's Podcast in Star Wars and Geek Culture, Brian and Nancy.
1: Atkirts Vankerhead and on the shores of the Great Chot Flats, you're listening to Tashi Station Radio, the bright center in the universe for all things Star Wars and geek culture. I'm your host, Brian, and with me as always is my co-host and wife, Nancy. Hi! On today's episode, we're talking all about life debt by Chuck Wendig. We're about to get started, so sit back, grab some power converters, and enjoy the show. Well, before we get too much further, band leader Bria is here with us this week. Hello, Bria.
2: Greetings. I'm here to simulate joy about life debt by hugging all of you although uh, it's not
0: simulating joy because it's actual joy that's true
2: it good is point. it is but
1: actual joy
2: it was the first mr bones Lot i could think of <laughs> so good
1: so good and uh this is our 150th episode we thought about doing a really self-indulgent clip show then we thought you know
0: then you no would one have to actually that. go yeah,
2: through and then i'd clips.
1: actually have to edit something
2: <laughs> and we can't
1: have that
2: no. We cannot
1: have that. <laughs> I shall not edit. I shall not edit. <laughs> Alright, a note from our sponsors real quick here. Uh, Tashi Station Radio is brought to you in part by our awesome Patreon subscribers. Uh, check it out on the blog. There's a link there. If you want to help support this show, Western Reaches of Dice and Droids, the Tashi Station Book Club. Am I missing anything? Did I miss a show? Uh, no. Okay. Just checking. Or just the blog itself. Head over there. Uh, There's a a link right there at the top of the page. Just click it. You can throw a couple bucks at us every month, and uh, that helps cover our cost to host everything.
0: And we're also brought to you in part by Her Universe. Flaunt your world with Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, Transformers, Doctor Who, and other fandom-inspired wardrobe and jewelry. Click the link on our blog to purchase awesome geek gear and keep the lights running on the podcast. And I would imagine that next week we will probably have some more Her Universe stuff, uh, because it's San Diego Comic-Con. RIP my wallet.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Brace yourselves. <laughs> Con season is here.
2: Damn it! <laughs>
0: Yes,
1: your wallets, uh, your wallets are forfeit. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> well, not us because we're not at Celebration Europe. Womp
1: womp womp. womp. Mm. We will, however, be watching the live stream, which we'll get to later. <laughs> uh, Nancy, it's time for Fixers Flash, the geeky things we've been up to, and no, as it's as...
0: not Oh no! Yes, it is. <laughs> did we change that? You did. Yeah. How long ago did we change that?
1: about 20 episodes ago (laughs) Uh,
0: i love myself (laughs) i'm sorry i'm the the cat is playing with bb8 i'm trying to keep her quiet (laughs) anyway i uh surprisingly read life debt um did you yeah i did um I, i guess we'll talk about it later maybe Uh, I also started reading Lagoon, uh, which is our July book club pick, and uh, we forgot to mention this a few weeks ago, because that's how unforgettable it was, but Brian and I went to see Independence Day Resurgence, and uh, it was a movie that we saw.
1: It was indeed a movie that we saw.
0: I mean, I will say, the original Independence Day is not a great feat of cinema. However, I was the perfect age to see it when it came out and I loved that movie well, so much.
1: Independence Day is still a good bad movie. Yeah.
0: No, I mean I legitimately like it. I don't even think it I don't think it's bad. I love that movie. Resurgence was a bad movie and there were very few redeeming qualities about it. One of whom was Brent Spiner who has a boyfriend in the movie which i was very surprised about and i was like a plus representation independence day resurgence so yeah i wanted the whole movie to be about dr oaken and his boyfriend and it would was, have
1: been so much better had it been just it, dr oaken and yes, his boyfriend
0: they were great uh, wonderful also jeff goldblum was very jeff goldblum but the like younger people were not ah uh,
1: hemsworth the younger i know you can do better than that well,
0: Mostly it was the guy playing Will Smith's son, because ugh, Will Smith is just so freaking charismatic that it's really hard to live up to him. <laughs> uh, and they did not. So, yes, that was a movie that we saw. Uh, and then tomorrow or Saturday night, we're going to go. unless to see, we want to go
1: tomorrow night, I might try to talk you into that.
0: Uh, Depending on how much stuff we get done tomorrow, uh, we're going to go see Ghostbusters
1: i'm so excited
0: and then i will forget the original ever existed because apparently it's supposed to ruin it oh childhood ruining yeah although i mean i didn't really like ghostbusters when i was a kid so
1: you see that was my jam so i'll be your litmus test everyone if this new ghostbusters doesn't ruin my childhood but brian
0: you are a social justice warrior Mm.
1: right right i'm sorry (laughs) So, sorry, my childhood doesn't count.
0: It doesn't. You didn't have a childhood. Can we be social justice Ewoks instead?
1: I'm more of a social justice bard, personally.
0: <laughs> you really are. I want to be a social justice mage. Shoot firebolts out of my hand.
1: Social justice fire bolts. I like yes. it. Yes.
0: I like it. Dear Lord. I'd, I'd shoot them at some people writing Amazon reviews for life debt right now.
2: <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Oh. Uh. I never checked that goodreads guy senior replied uh, to me
1: well while Bria's checking that out I also read life it um, and introduced some uh, friends to a fantasy flight Star Wars RPG uh, over the weekend a couple of people who had never played a tabletop game before uh, it was much fun was had
0: yes it was they they picked it up pretty well
2: it was it was good
1: yep I, I had a good time with it yes you ready to go Bria
2: yeah, this guy has still has not replied to me yet.
1: <laughs> you have shamed him into silence.
2: I mean, look, if, if I'm going to leave a five-star review for a book and say, Life Debt really kicked into a second gear and just worked for me on so many levels, then why are you going to leave me a comment telling me, no offense, but don't complain a book about you haven't read yet? Oh my God. Can I interject
0: and say that one of the one-star reviews for Life Debt, uh, there are seven of them right now, mm-hmm. uh, the the title is "Make Star Wars Books Great
2: Again." Oh no! <laughs> Why? Geller, was that you? <laughs> was that you, Geller? Fess I bet up. it was. Mm. We know it was
1: you. Yeah.
2: Oh. So oh. yeah, you
1: can leave all the abusive uh, one star reviews you want on Amazon, but uh, if you follow the author on Twitter, you can't leave one.
2: Yeah, except we, for me. I made it.
0: Yeah. We're, we I, I, I tried twice, and they did not Jeez. post. Them. Hey,
1: Amazon, would you care to tell me why your uh, review blacklisting system is uh, as impenetrable as the no-fly list? I'd really love to know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, if you haven't read a book, please don't review it.
2: because a jerk move. It is. And it's dumb. It is. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Besides life debt, though, I read a lot of other books. Because I tried out my Lords of the Sith, Rise of the Empire, and then Aftermath read-through. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to reread Aftermath. It works really freaking well. Like, because Race Alone is the little glue, the fabulous, now down yes. before her caps locked name glue <laughs> that binds all of them together. And it's a really fun way to read them if you guys haven't done that yet.
0: Yeah. Highly I highly recommend it. I was bummed that she wasn't in the first um short story in Rise of the Empire. Mm-hmm. Because she was in the other two of them,
2: yeah. Well, I uh, guess it wouldn't have.
0: Sloan. Yeah, it wouldn't have. It. Too much Sloane. Come on.
2: <laughs> no wait. Was it no?
0: No, she's not. Wasn't she?
2: No, I don't. No, I don't think so. Oh she, no, you're right. It's all from Hera's point of view. <laughs> that bit. was it. That um, was it.
0: Yeah, I yeah wait. I read Aftermath beef prior to reading uh,
2: Life Debt, but that was it. Yeah. Well, I wanted to reread things, and you know me and my reading speed. Yeah. Oh, and, Brian, you'll appreciate this. I beat Mass Effect 2. Oh, excellent. And no one died.
1: Ah, you got through the suicide run all right.
2: I got through the suicide run. It only took two tries. I'm really (laughs) proud of myself. Aw.
1: That is, uh, the suicide run in Mass Effect 2, I think, is the most nerve-wracking gaming experience of my life.
2: It is, because it makes you make so many choices.
1: (laughs) I have like, never second-guessed myself as much playing a video game as I did during that portion of Mass Effect.
2: Yeah, I think on the second one when you choose your team and your specialist, I was like, oh my god, who do I take with me? Who do I take with me? What am I doing? What if I pick wrong? Everyone's going to die. It'll be all my fault. And the galaxy will fail. We're fine.
1: Fine. I fine. survived. Fine. I beat it.
2: No one died. I have a lightsaber. We're good. I just saw another...
0: Review of Life Debt that said, "Without the force, there's almost no reason to read about a galaxy far, far away." And I was like, "No
2: bullshit."
0: <laughs> We're the opposite of that.
1: <laughs> Excuse me, I'm gonna.
0: Turn Except around. my favorite character is a Jedi, so I'm, I'm gonna turn <laughs> around
1: here and look at my uh, well-worn copies of the X-wing books, and <laughs> then just turn back and break the wall office or fourth wall office, <laughs> office
0: style. <laughs> style. <laughs>
2: Uh, uh dear, dear lord.
1: lord we've been dealing with lots of dumb people on the internet this week
2: yeah so many dumb people so
1: many dumb people all right nancy what's so
2: many n- balls <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are not rogue padron nancy no uh, all right what's new on the blog
0: uh Bria wrote about broadening your diversity horizons Bria since you're here would you like to summarize your article for the listening public
2: sure (laughs) um essentially it was partially in response to or inspired by the whole new Iron Man announcement but also just a overarching issue I've seen where they'll you'll get a character announced like Riri Williams is a black teenage girl who's going to be the new Iron Man and immediately people go well why isn't a like, why don't you go get a black woman to write her? Which I am all for getting more diverse writers. But to me, the problem lies in that if you only suggest diverse creators for diverse characters, you're sort of insulting everyone involved. And also when you meet in your first reaction to uh, someone who happened to be a white guy creating diverse characters is, well, someone else should write it. You kind of discourage them from creating more diverse characters. Because honestly, when I look at it, I'm like, well, is someone just gonna yell at me the whole time and be like, you shouldn't write this character. I wouldn't wanna make them, but.
0: Yeah, I see that a lot in writing in general where um, people will say like, don't write outside your experiences. And I don't see the point in being a writer if you can't write outside your experiences obviously you do research and you know you can get a sensitivity reader or you know just beta readers in general
1: and most importantly not claim to be any authority on it
0: yeah and like and you have and and that's the importance also of just diversity in general is if you have many different characters who are you know characters of color or female characters or lgbt characters that you, you don't say, well, this is the model for all of them. You know, you can have different characters who are like that. So, yeah. Um, and also, I agree, like, I I think discouraging people who want to write diverse characters is probably not a great thing. Um, uh, what was the other thing? I, I made a point about the article that I can't remember.
1: I mean, it's, it's one thing to say that publishers and entertainment medium producers should be getting more diverse voices to write Mm -hmm. and they should oh yeah but um to take that out then on the writer or the content creator themselves um i i think is uh sending the wrong message
0: and i remember now is that i don't want like minority creators to be pigeonholed where that's all they write uh because that's how i it's it's sort of how i feel now about panels at cons that are like women in star wars and i'm like i'm kind of over that (laughs) because i've talked about it so much and i'm kind of like well why don't we talk about like a more uh complicated topic you know or or just have women on your panels all all yeah. of them yeah uh,
1: in the con scene i'm more interested in con panel runners diversifying all of their panels
0: yeah and i see and this happens a lot in like writing like in like Uh, When you like just science fiction writing in general, you'll have like women in science fiction and that's the only panels that they invite women authors on instead of like having women authors on all of the panels. Here's
1: (laughs) your token throwaway panel.
0: Yeah. And like having a, you know, and it's like so common to ask a guy character like, how did you write this woman character? And or uh, not you you don't you
2: women aren't asked like, how do you write the male character? (laughs) You know, yeah. And I we should he- say though that Dragon Con does do a very good job. Oh yeah, of yeah. Dragon Con. So, does no, Brandy is job.
1: very, very good at getting people of very different backgrounds onto all of the panels there, which is why we frequently say on this show, Dragon Con is home to the best. Uh, yeah,
0: I think Star Wars in general is is pretty good at that. Like, it's very, very rarely do I see like. Other even other cons that I go to where it's just like all all white dudes and like when I do I'm very surprised nowadays and a big yeah. reason
1: for that is social justice warriors like us who <laughs> go out of you their way take all here. the credit
2: Brian yeah. <laughs> yeah or if there are all male panels you know female bloggers sit in the audience and call them on oh hey yeah <laughs> what, the thing
0: yeah um today was it yesterday or today it was yesterday i post finally posted the article i've been um wanting to write for a long time and haven't why thrawn needs to be in rebels um and uh because he does and uh hopefully this weekend we will get an answer to the question of is he this big secret that dave maloney has been teasing um i would say it's probably about a 75 probably a higher chance of that but you know, I'm also aware that Dave Filoni is a troll. Yes, I will,
2: it's I will ju- be Zach. It's gonna be Zach. Oh God, <laughs> give me what? the space rat who eats the the garnish.
0: Uh, imagine him and Ezra hanging out. Oh that my God, great. I need it. <laughs> but yeah, I um, I'm not even a huge Thrawn fan. I just think it would be super cool to see that kind of a crossover. It would probably be the biggest one we've had with uh, legends and canon and he's such an iconic character and trying to think of like, who would do the voice and what would they make his voice sound like? And yeah. Zahn would be a fan. He would be a fan. I I think most people would be fans and people who aren't. Well, like, like
1: like I said, we were just, when we were wild mass guessing on Twitter, I'd love this just because it would piss off all the right people.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, We posted the last episode of the book club, which was about the cold between by Elizabeth Bone Uh, we were mixed on the book. Uh, there were parts that we liked and parts that we were not so hot about. Ha
1: ha ha. That was so fun. Uh, (laughs) uh, Also last night, a new Western reaches, uh, with special guest Alexander Freed.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: went up onto the feeds.
0: Yes. Uh, Also, we've got comic reviews, Han Solo number two, Poe number four, in which Agent Terex continues to be the best. Um, And, of course, Life Debt Review and a go, no go. And I imagine we will probably have more Life Debt pieces up after, you know, spoiler time is over.
2: (laughs) It'll be fun.
1: One of these days I'm going to have time to carve out for writing again, and I won't be just a podcast producer here
0: that's what, that's your that's your gig
1: that's my gig now i'm 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 the podcast producer well
0: who else yep. is, who else is gonna cut up the podcast not me <laughs> not me <laughs> so I failed the one time I tried to record, so yeah, you do that, and that's fine. It's not like we don't have four podcasts now that we do <laughs>
1: maybe uh, a fifth soon
2: what oh is it the thing we we're kind of talking about tag teaming yes, yeah. I got to talk to Jay about that. Do I know about. I this? had a revelation the other day. Do yeah. know you know, I know about this? I know about your thing, but I don't know what Brian
0: is talking about.
1: The oh, your in sports, universe sports thing. Sports oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. Okay. Yes. I suggested you combine those, Brian. <laughs> Give credit where credits due. <laughs> You're
1: the ideas woman here. I am. You are.
0: <laughs> I no. You were the one who had the idea for the podcast. I had the idea for the blog
1: by our powers combined we are talking <laughs> station
0: oh uh, yes let's go to geekster, geekster shall we <laughs> yes
1: all right there is a new look at Disneyland's upcoming Star Wars expansion and uh, the image released this week was just for the Disneyland expansion but there's probably going to be a ton of overlap between what's at Disneyland and what's at studios
0: yes i am excited i i i we haven't gone to the studios in a while, so we haven't seen like the progress. But every time I see like more and more stuff being torn down, and I'm like, like it, build it is, faster, build faster.
1: Preview, in this preview image, there was a Kralian blockade runner.
0: Yes, and an X-wing on the
1: left side. There was an X-wing in the picture. Falcon was there. It looked like
0: Naboo it, architecture. It, it did look a lot yeah. like Naboo. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to go every day. And I probably will when they first open.
1: <laughs> I'm moving in.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. That's where we had to buy a house close to Disney.
2: <laughs> you guys hate crowds too much for that.
0: <laughs> I really do. I probably won't go until like three months after it opens.
2: <laughs> You'll go the opening day, and then three months later.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and also it depends because if it opens up during the summer, screw that. Yeah. We didn't go. I we didn't go to Di- Diagon Alley. Opened in. Was it June or July? I think uh, it opened in July.
1: July. We didn't go till October or November. We didn't
0: go to November. Because <laughs> we were like, nope. And it
1: was still crazy crowded.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, we got a cover for Empire's End, uh, which is the third book in the Aftermath trilogy. And it looks like... Flaming crashing Star Destroyer. Yes. I am very concerned. We're going down, down. <laughs> I saw someone tweet a picture with that the lyrics to sugar we're going down swimming. <laughs> and it was funny. Um so yeah, that comes out in January and I'm
1: so glad we're not waiting too long for Empires. Yeah,
0: End. although we don't know what books are coming out after that, so I hope they announce some soon, maybe at San Diego Comic-Con or New York Comic-Con. That'd be nice. I yep.
1: we may hear stuff before New York Comic-Con because there's really not much on the calendar after yeah.
0: that. Um and there was a uh, Bards & Noble special edition of Life Debt, which contained a Mr. Bones and Millennium Falcon schematic double-sided poster.
2: It is so cool.
0: It is. It's uh, Temmin's original schematic for Mr. Bones. So it's changed since the he, he designed it. But it's very cool to kind of get an idea of what Bones
2: looks like. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger.
1: All right, time for bigs bullshit Star Wars film news, and we are starting with the Put Drew in Star Wars petition.
0: Yeah, if you haven't seen that, um, there's a petition on change.org for um, Drew uh, Leinenen. He was one of the victims who was killed at the Pulse shooting in Orlando. Uh, his best friend has started a petition uh, to put him in Star Wars, either in having a character with his likeness or, like, using his name somehow as the first LGBT Star Wars character in a movie. Um, and they've got... I don't even know how many signatures they have right now. I know they had, like, 10,000 last time I checked. Um, but it's been getting a lot of a lot of attention. And, um, you know, whether or not it actually happens or not, I, I think it's a really cool idea to... You know, use his friend's memory. He was a big Star Wars fan and they went to celebrations in Orlando and all this stuff so that would be it would be very cool if they ended up doing that and I said to Brian that it's kind of I wish this had happened before Chuck wrote Life Deck because he probably would have named Condor that instead <laughs> uh, and but I hope I hope they do this. It was very cool, and there were you know a lots of jerk. He had to face a lot of jerks on Twitter who were like, "Why? Blah, blah, blah. Why do you have to do this? Why do you have to gay character?" Blah, blah 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 blah. Did I say screw you? His friend died. Shut up. Um. Also, uh, episode eight, that movie that we're looking forward to. Episode what now? Eight. 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 Uh, had a rap party on Sunday.
1: Pablo was there in we At the him.
0: British Museum of History, which was awesome looking, um, and most of the cast has already fil- uh, stopped shooting. Um, I think Daisy Ridley just rapped yesterday, was it? Uh, yeah. Mark Hamill's also done, um, and he had previously tweeted that filming officially ends on July 22nd. So, draw your own conclusions about who is ending filming, when, and what they are filming. Um, I, for one, want to know what the rock set that they have inside is. Because last time, they built an entire forest inside to shoot a battle sequence, so.
1: Can we, can we talk about how much Pablo...
0: Sucks. sucks yeah
1: and how much we hate him
0: <laughs> i mean we love oh, you Pablo. Oscar. please come on the show again but you got to meet poe dameron and gary fisher you hung out
1: with gary fisher and oscar isaac that is not fair and
0: probably a lot of other people too <laughs> yeah like daisy ridley and i i'm just glad that pablo is as big a nerd as everyone else and appreciates it all as much as we would probably more yeah Or else we would really hate him. (laughs) What
1: what was his caption for that picture with Oscar? It's true when he talks to you, you feel like the only girl in the room?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Uh,
1: Oh, Pablo, we're so jealous. Mm -hmm.
2: And there were dancing stormtroopers. There were
1: dancing stormtroopers.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Every Uh,
1: rap party needs dancing stormtroopers. I
2: I think so. I,
0: I, I just think it would have been better if John Boyega had joined them. <laughs>
1: oh. oh, such nope. a missed opportunity.
2: <laughs> I don't think I can handle that. <laughs> uh,
0: so, as of right now, people are currently in line in the Excel Center for the uh, opening of Star Wars Celebration Hope you guys Europe. enjoyed
1: your pizza that uh, Kathleen yes. Kennedy just provided you. Kathleen
0: Kennedy just delivered pizza. And uh, Daniel Logan also was there and delivered goodies. Um, so... That is very cool. Um, The Rogue One panel is tomorrow. Uh, There will be a trailer because apparently it's going to be shown on ABC at night, but it'll probably be on the internet before then because they're live streaming the panel. Um, And so, yes, they are live streaming celebration, which we're very excited about. Uh, The Star Wars show will be hosting that again in another cool set like the Cantina from last year. And um, they they have a schedule of panels up on StarWars.com um, that they'll be showing over the weekend, and then they'll I think they're going to be having stuff up on YouTube afterwards. So if you're not able to watch it live, you'll be able to watch stuff later. And they'll have interviews with people in the set, like they did last time. Uh, we're getting up at six o'clock yep. tomorrow East morning. East coasters to watch. set
1: your alarms for <laughs> six a.m. West coasters, nope. <laughs> sucks to be you.
0: Yes. Nope. <laughs>
2: I'm, gonna I'm be, sleeping. I'm going to be watching Mark Hamill. Marky Mark. Yes. You guys just text me whenever the Rogue One thing. I think it's 11 o'clock. Yeah. Just text me the summary or call me. One of you has my work number. Someone just call me if they if They put the trailer up. <laughs> there were shooty blaster
1: things and it went pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Thank you, Brian.
2: This is why I'm calling Brandon. (laughs) God.
0: Um, And so what other things do we think we're going to learn?
1: I think there's a decent chance that we actually get the episode eight title because Rogue One marketing is going to start ramping up here probably within the next month or two. Mm -hmm. And that marketing is going to be running all the way through April of next year.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: And April may be a bit too late or might be too late to get the... uh, title out you may not want to wait that long
2: we'll get it well because they gave it to us around the time they wrapped filming for the force awakens so this lines up with that yeah yeah i i I, it would be cool
0: to get a title i'm not expecting it but it would be very cool if there was one um and uh we
1: will definitely find out if Uh, how big a troll Dave Filoni is.
0: Yes. (laughs) I'm really hoping. We already
1: know the answer is big. Yeah. But this will confirm how big.
0: Yes. Um, there's the future filmmakers panel.
1: Which is not being streamed.
0: Which is not being streamed. Uh, if they announce the episode eight title, it'll probably be there. Um, and the directors for the Han Solo movie will be there, but I'm not sure if they'll have much information to give them except for maybe confirming the casting, um, I think that's probable. Yeah, I casting mean, probably they yeah. might say yeah, uh, Chewie's going to be in it, uh, <laughs> and maybe Lando. I don't know. That, that would be interesting. Yeah. Ooh. Because I mean, they I mean they have their
2: new new Chewie who definitely would yeah be in it. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to get the topic or at least something about the next spinoff.
1: And Maybe even yeah. odds it's fat.
2: Yeah, but didn't we? We thought it was going to be fat for Rogue One. And they pulled one out of a hat and surprised the hell out of us. And then we were like, okay, to Han Solo. I think we're due for another knock you on your ass. Ooh, Lady Fat, I'm all for that. Uh, actually,
0: I'd be very... I would be... I saw this... I saw someone proposed this idea on TFN and I really liked it of having a FET movie be basically FET coming out like Fett, that Fett, having him be alive. I'd be okay with a Fett track, coming out movie. Sh- 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 <laughs> having to track down the Cobb Vance guy, Tatooine mm-hmm. Sheriff. I
1: I think I'd like that.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a neat idea. Um, but I, I, I like the whole idea of like Boba Fett being a mantle you know and like taking after like someone taking it on you know but if they've already got this guy Cobb Vance and they can't do my idea of taking a lady taking on the title of Boba Fett but we'll see well, yeah they can I mean crazy. kill yeah, him they can she kills him and takes the role <laughs>
1: there you go <laughs> Done. I, I like it I like yeah. it let's do that <laughs> Uh, let's see anything else um
2: oh I think we're gonna get we're getting Marvel comic news
1: yeah they've got the whole editorial contingent out there don't they
2: I don't Jordan's th- out there I don't think Heather is yeah uh yes the panel uh,
1: is I think CB Sabolski's also
0: out there that's probably prob- probable um yeah. Um, so Saturday at 5 p.m. British summertime, 12 p.m. Eastern time is the Marvel Star Wars comic books panel. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, I I, I just pulled up the schedule for the celebration. So there, the uh, show starts at 6 a.m. Eastern on f- tomorrow. Uh, Mark Hamill is the first panel at 6.30. So I will be starting out my day very uh well, um after that is the Ahsoka's Untold Tales panel, which is, is which we're getting on tape delay. Yeah, it's a tape delay because you know they're showing Mark Hamill. Um, mm-hmm. but that will be a good panel. Um, and that's an Amy stage, right? like the scenes is what she has. Yeah, I I can't remember what stage that's in, but if she's hosting it. That'll be a good panel. <laughs> um, she probably is. Yeah.
1: Again, can I reiterate how happy I am that Amy is hosting? I hope they hosting, bring her hope- back for yes. Orlando. I hope she hosts in Orlando.
0: Yes. Just so I can be like, hi, I knew you when. <laughs> um, the Rogue One panel, there's a preview for that at 1045. The panel is at 11. And then after, they'll have a reaction.
2: Mm. Of course. Uh, Can I just say how much I appreciate that they're putting the big panels later in the day? Because I remember the last Celebration in Europe where Kathleen Kennedy was speaking at four a.m. in Germany. Well, four a.m. our time, but in yeah, Germany. I think
0: actually that's probably why they did it because oh, was I was so because I was expecting it to be super early in the morning because have it open the open the you know con like like uh, mm-hmm. the Force Awakens yeah. panel did um and i I, that's probably the only reason why is for streaming um because i would imagine that for celebration orlando the um yeah episode a panel is going to be the first one again but we'll find out next year oh god i'm excited (laughs) but yes that's uh star wars film news Celebration! I'm very angry I'm not there. Please continue tweeting pictures, everyone, who is there.
1: <laughs> we must live vicariously through you. All right, which brings us now to Cam's Concerns, the discussion topic of the week, and here's where we throw up the big spoiler alert.
0: Yeah, if you haven't read Life Debt, stop listening to the podcast, Come go back finish when Life F- Debt, it. because we're going to spoil the shit out of the book.
1: <laughs> giving you three seconds to shut off your player three, three two, two one. one spoiler time the okay. fleet
0: admiral's gallius rex <laughs> ray freaking
2: sloan wait hold on i messed up that's, that's
0: not a spoiler ray sloan is not a spoiler leave
2: me alone. <laughs> wedge gets
0: direct again Rex is a bastard <laughs> literally literally
1: all right, initial reactions on life debt.
2: I think it was what we just did. <laughs> yeah,
0: I loved it. It's my favorite book of the new canons, or it's my favorite adult novel of the new canon. Weapon of a Jedi is still my favorite uh, book in total, but um, I really liked Aftermath when I read it the first time. After I read Bloodline, I thought that was my favorite book, and then I reread Aftermath, and I liked it better the second time around. Um, and Life Debt like blew it out of the water for me as far as how much I enjoyed it because it's it's still the same type of story. It's still a Wendig book. It's still that motley crew of original characters but it's a lot more galactic. The in scale.
1: T- the TFA gloves are off.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I don't like for me I I enjoy smaller scale stories. Like, I mean, one of my top 5 Legends books is Starfighters of Adamar. but um I I like that there was more of a sense of the galactic scale because at this part in the point in the galaxy it is such a turbulent time. You know, so it's nice to see what is going on in the new republic. How is the empire dealing? And going to places like Kashik and seeing what's happening there.
2: Yeah, I think Life just worked for me on so many freaking levels. I I didn't like Aftermath quite as much as you guys because Bloodline is my it's my baby for very many obvious reasons. Uh, yeah, uh, where where
1: this. This is a book that mashes all my buttons. I get the sense that Bloodline was a book that mashed all of yours. (laughs)
2: Yeah, all this mashed more than a few as well. But um, Yeah, I think my favorite thing, though, was the various text message threads the three of us (laughs) had going while we were reading the book. Text message and Slack channel. Yeah, because I feel like that was just a pure explanation of the joy we all felt reading this book. Yeah, we just, it was just—it was fun. It was delightful. It knocked me off my couch a couple times for various reasons. <laughs> I, I think having TFA be out already really just let Wendig go for it, and it helped so much, so much. I mean, for for me,
1: the last time I felt this way about reading a Star Wars book for the first time was the first time I read Wraith Squadron. Mm, yeah. And I, ah, there was just so much going on in this book that I, that I loved it. It, it, it brings so much of the tone from my favorite expanded universe novels and tells it with this updated modern storytelling, aesthetic and style that I, it was, it was a book that felt like it was Taylor made for me.
0: Yeah. And yep. I that's a good way to put it because we're going to talk about later like parallels with legends, but I it reminded me so much of reading like the early Bantam era. And I and Bloodline did too, even though it's set much later, just because it's so new. Um and like getting and like those are my that was my favorite era of books, so getting to relive it again is really really cool like i never thought i'd go back to this point in the timeline and now it's like a whole new story and it's just it's great um but yeah i we all we all loved it um i think one of the reasons this book works so well is because it's kind of like divided into sections almost you've got a lot different like three different things going on that all kind of intermingle um you have Nora and her team that we meet in aftermath and they're off hunting like Imperials and bringing them to justice. And so when you meet them, the first, you know, the book opens up with them uh, hunting down someone. And it's, it's very much like a space a team and they all work so well together. And it's like a great way to reintroduce you to the characters and showing, not telling and, and, yeah, I, 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 I felt really upset when Jazz seemed to have betrayed them. At the same time, I'm like, nah, she's playing them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, I like, Jazz! I like
1: calling them the Space A Team. Yeah, if yeah. You have a problem, and if you can find them, maybe you could hire the Nora Team. Bam, bam, bam,
0: It would be the Auric Team. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Auric
1: Team. <laughs> hey any fan arters out there the auric team yeah help help me out here i really could use that
0: yeah um but then we've also got han and chewie which are kind of like the underlying print of the book um even though they, they don't show up and han doesn't show up until later um and you find out he's looking for chewie but it's kind of like um they get sucked into this search for han um by leia who is having to deal with the new republic and um it isn't going well as well as she would like it to. Um, apparently, her problems with uh, the New Republic started early and kept going on until bloodline. Oh, Sorry, Leia. <laughs> and then there's Ray alone in the Empire, who is also having a really hell of a hard time dealing with Gallius Rax's bullshit.
2: Ray Salone does not get paid enough for this. She, should, she needs to uh, flip yeah. some
0: jables.
2: Oh, she was so close too. I know, like,
0: yeah. I I, I saw someone. Um, I, it was uh, Nicole who tweeted about how um, the. Uh, you only have only one woman is of your galactic tribunal. There's only one person of your galactic tribunal is a woman. And that's not acceptable in star Wars any longer. And I wanted to tweet back at her, but I couldn't cause it was a spoiler and be like, that's why they suck so badly. Cause there's yes. only one woman. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: that is an old white man club and it's they gonna fail because it's an old white man yeah,
0: club. Yeah, I, I think it might be some sort of commentary by Chuck Wendig, possibly.
2: <laughs> I think I think it's partially that. And then I mean I wish there had been like one more woman involved in there because you know.
0: Yeah, there was shale in the original one, but she is yeah. uh, no longer with us.
2: <laughs> no. Oh, I'm biting back so many angry things about Brendel Hawks. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Brendel. I know. will get to him. That bastard. But yeah, and her,
0: like, I really liked the whole relationship with her and the fleet admiral. Um, I was mm-hmm. one of the people who was hoping the fleet admiral was Thrawn, if only for the same reason I hope he's in Rebels, because I, I think he is the most likely to make a crossover and would have the least baggage. Um, But I understand why they didn't, because... It's at this time period post Endor, I think it might, it probably would be too much baggage. But I liked that there was still a lot of mystery behind him, even though we know his name now, um, because we don't know where he comes from. And also, even though he's not Thrawn, he had some characteristics that reminded me of Thrawn. And sloan has a lot of characteristics that remind me of pelion i mean they're not the same characters but it's a very similar relationship yeah <laughs> sloan's a lot angry angrier
1: yeah and that's not a bad thing i love angry sloan.
0: yeah no i mean they're definitely not the same but it's very similar
2: um yeah. music instead of art yeah yeah
0: but i i i liked um there was a Eleven thirty eight piece this week written by our friend Jay, uh, comparing Sloane and Leo, and I think they are definitely like basically the same person on different sides of the war.
1: They are such an interesting mirror to each other. They are, yes.
0: And I really hope we get to see them interact, and we'll be talking about that later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So with all the you know the the basic. Uh, set up for the plot is you know ray sloan and the empire are trying to you know regroup after akiva and trying to you know attack the new republic in you know various ways the fleet admiral is keeping things secret from sloan and she's very irritated about it so she's trying to figure out who he is I Meanwhile han disappears and leia gets the auric team to go find him and they um ends up with the liberation of Kashyyyk. Um,
1: Hang on, I'm tweeting that. We've officially dubbed them the Aura. Yes, team. We yes, we have.
0: <laughs> um, and then, of and course- Chewy's okay. <laughs> yeah, Chewie's okay, um, but the other prisoners are not, and they, um, instead of attacking Shandrilla, uh with ships, as Ray Sloan thought they would, uh, they basically just turn and are brainwashed and try to kill various people in the Republic.
2: Derek!
0: Yeah, very much like something we've seen before. But um, there were also the interludes, which weren't as prevalent as in the initial aftermath, because I think this book is more galactic in scale, you don't need them as much. Um, But you still got to see um, a few interludes. There was one with Maz, which was very interesting and kind of, I think, a start of a story it could be. Um, There was one with the pirate captain who someone uh, dubbed Space David Bowie, which I think is redundant, but also a very good description. Hmm. (laughs) Um, There was another one with Cobb Vance, the uh, Tatooine uh, sheriff guy. Which also
1: featured
0: Malakili. Malakili. Brian, are you ever going to take that boy to Dathomir? I am going to
1: find Malakili, and I am going oh, to make god. sure he gets to Dathomir and gets to frolic with the damn rancors. If you oh, are dear. Com- if
0: you are confused about what we were talking about, please listen to "Of Dyson Droids." <laughs> 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 um, and there was a uh, interlude with the Alderon flotilla, <laughs> the Death Star, <laughs> which is made of pieces of the fucking Death Star. Oh my
2: god! It was
0: amazing.
2: They have a region administrator, and it's not Yvonne. Yes. But it's okay. Because Yvonne was there
0: later. Yeah. <laughs> that was very really cool. Um, I'm trying to pull up on my phone the rest of the interludes. Let's see. Um, oh, there the was one? The, the one on uh, Corellia was fucking crazy. Oh, the Annihilator one? No, or, no, the one with the Vader's lightsaber. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: That was wild.
0: Yeah, I'm very interested in, in that and in the whole accolades of the beyond. And if that ties into the Knights of Ren at all, very interesting to find out.
1: <laughs> it seemed like the emo crowd Kylo would wind up
0: with. <laughs> oh, and the one with uh Massimeta was yeah. the first one was fantastic. Like, oh,
2: like, Leia and Ma and Mothma just tag Bitches get TV. stuff done. That Tagging was amazing. Him. Yeah. <laughs> He's all like, I'm here to surrender. Like, I, with all my pomp and glory. Mm, nah, bro. No. Nah, we're good. What? Nope, nope. Sorry. <laughs> in my mind, I imagine that Ma's was Jay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Aww. laughs> like, in my brain, I was like, this would be hilarious if it was Jay and then being Nicole. Oh, You're like, nope, sorry, bro. <laughs>
1: administrate. Never has the word administrate sounded so menacing. Nope.
0: Nope. Oh, and then there was the one with the, um, the news reporters that oh my, had been that introduced bro- in Aftermath. Oh, that broke yeah. my heart. Yeah, the poor Trandoshan. I felt mm-hmm. bad for him. Oh, and there was one with the um, uh, Yendor on Ryloth who was in Lost Stars and also appeared in Bloodline. I thought that was a neat little mm-hmm. flow of continuity there. Um, and uh, what was... Let's see. Did you talk about the Annihilator one already? Uh, I mentioned it, but I didn't go into detail. Oh, oh and the interlude with the Therapy Ewok.
2: Yes. <laughs> we all need a Therapy Ewok.
0: Yeah, I, I actually I thought that was a really... I mean, besides the hilarity of Therapy Ewoks, yeah. it was an interesting... Because um, you it never really what, talk about I PTSD. Mo- I think that was the yeah. most
1: real uh, sort of illustration of the costs of war that uh, Star Wars media of any sort has ever shown.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. they were... It, it's It's real consequences and...
0: Yeah, that was I think it. I think Ton too. Ton Feinan is probably one of the only other characters yeah. where you really see that, and I, I think that's why I like Sinjir so much is because you see it with him, like having to deal with the things that he did. But like with this, you know, you've just got a you know grunt soldier who is having to deal with horrors of war, and it was it was it was a neat little. Um, insight into that and i'm glad that they yeah. included that and and you know therapy Ewok is, is kind of amazing idea did,
1: did you all see the illustration of finn with a pile of therapy ewoks
0: yes
2: post
1: standing <laughs> behind him saying it's gonna be okay buddy
2: it was so
0: cute yes and um yeah the one on the annihilator which is the uh pirate the pirate crew took over
1: <laughs> oh my god so amazing i want a tales of the annihilator
0: <laughs> it was very cool and um you know that was a uh, interlude where the main character had used gender neutral pronouns um I'd like to say to people complaining about that, that these aren't made up pronouns. They actually exist. Uh, and also, all pronouns are made up because all language is made up. What? <laughs> yeah, right? How funny how that works. Um, and, uh, you know, while some people are complaining about it being, you know, 2PC and the culture wars and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, first of all, does it even say she's human or that they are human? Because... I well. don't think so i yeah. don't think it's classified yeah which you know in star wars we've it's been it's been uh you know made canon in bloodline that there are more than four genders <laughs> 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 um but like I, I i don't see why that's odd that in like a galaxy like star wars you would have a character that uses gender neutral pronouns either because they are you know they don't identify as a gender or because they're born that way like i don't understand how that's weird
2: like
0: I'm it just seems with like the trillions upon trillions of people in star wars i don't know how we haven't gotten that before so
1: yes i am so sorry that you can no longer use star wars to escape the fact that gay people non-binary people asexual people everybody uh, and LGBTQIA folks of all stripes exist. That's just too darn bad for you, isn't it?
2: <laughs> that's okay. just
1: horrible, right?
2: <laughs> Terrible. It says that a has golden eyes and a cool cape. And that's it. Space David Bowie.
1: Space David Bowie.
2: <laughs> oh. But yeah, um, I
0: while other people complain about it, I want to know how they settled on those specific set of pronouns as per, you know, some of the other uh, gender neutral pronouns that are out there. That's what I want to know <laughs> from that's a like, writer's standpoint. That's actually,
1: I, I'm i really curious about that. I would, I'd actually love to know how they settled on those My set theory is that
0: they sound the most spacey.
1: Yes. That's probably a fair assumption.
0: And it's easier than using... It's less confusing than using they, the singular they. They might use the other ones at some point. Yeah, you never know. I know that would be cool if you had a, a scene with two characters that are using different pronouns.
1: Yeah, I say bring all the pronouns on.
0: Yeah, why not? Um. Yes, I, but yes, that was that was very cool. I think that's the first time it's happened in Star Wars. I know the the like the huts used to be asexual, but that's not the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. I just, you know, I don't want to go into it a big a deal because, you know. You sure? I wouldn't mind. Well, I just, like, people need to get over it. Like, the diversity isn't going to go away. It's here to stay. But, like, the thing I love is when people are like, why does they have to bring the culture wars into it? And, like, I don't want to have to think about 20th century America. And I'm like, listen, more most people in America, like, don't have a problem with, like, you know, gay people and stuff anymore because that's just the way progress works (laughs) so 50 years from now this is all going to be seem like really stupid
1: you know where do you get off injecting your american centric uh, point of view into this whole thing i
0: mean if i don't think it's contentious because i don't see any contentious about it you only see things that are contentious if you have a problem uh, with I it.
1: love these people who <laughs> rail against PC culture but has to have the universe bend over backwards so they are not forced to acknowledge the existence of gay people
0: Yeah duh I mean, Who's
1: the oversensitive one I here?
0: mean it's and it's not even like saying anything about like judge like judging a you know the character like whether or not it's it's okay to be gay it's just the character is gay in the story <laughs> Get over it. it.
1: Yep, and as we say frequently on this show, gay people exist, deal with it. Yes. Also
2: woman. Yes. Moving on to the funnies? Moving yes. on to the funnies. Because or this book, the other funnies. This book was
0: fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, I don't think I've laughed as hard at a Star Wars book since I read one of Alston's books. You're
1: at three F-bombs on the show.
0: <sighs> Damn it, I, did, I was going to use one for Hux. Sorry. <sighs> <sighs> Sorry. You counted, Brian. Okay, but I'm, but I'm. We're talking about a Wendig book, so I think I'm allowed.
1: <laughs> if we ever do get Chuck on here, I am putting the not safe for work tag <laughs> on for just that episode because when you have Master Curse Smith, Chuck Wendig,
0: you you let, you him, let curse? him curse. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. So the first part I laughed really hard was when uh they were listening to Jazz and Jom fight. Yes. <laughs> They were fighting. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe Chuck went there. And, like, some of the euphemisms in the book, like, made me kind of go, oh, my God, like, the Mautem like a turret.
1: (laughs) I'm putting that into my lexicon now.
0: Right? (laughs) Um, And then the whole, like, I mean, the whole scene with Condor and Sinjir made me smile, you know, for multiple reasons. But... The he said, I thought you'd be drinking whole stripper. And he goes, I'll have you know, whole stripper was my name at the Imperial Officers Academy. And I died laughing. I died. It was so funny. And then the whole point with this Siraki s- and when Jazz came in later, and he's like, Sraki.
1: Then he was doing hand puppets with himself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <I'm a singer. laughs> he needs help. Mm-hmm.
1: Some people complained that Sinjir was too flamboyant or too one liney. I really like how he was portrayed in this book because he was this perfect amalgam of Face Loran and Ton Fainan.
2: Oh. Idiot, yeah. right? Oh. He's got huh. he's got
0: faces, one liners, and Ton's
1: Darkness.
0: Darkness and like self deprecation. Ooh. Yeah.
1: I'm uh, hoping that doesn't mean bad things for Empire's end, though.
0: I will. Yeah, it I, does. It's Chuck. If he, no, I, I will have issues if he dies. I will have the same issues I had in Chuck, in Chuck in heir to the Jedi.
1: Chuck, you already killed Lane.
0: Shh, spoilers.
2: Everyone's going to die.
0: Yes, but please don't kill the except gay guy. Snap.
2: Don't. Kill Everyone's l- going to die except, except for snap. snap.
0: If everyone dies, including Sinjir, I will be okay. But if Sinjir is one of the only one who dies, I will have a huge issue with that. So. Yeah, just get in that out there now. Please don't kill the gays in Star Wars.
2: Or the uh, murderous dancing droids.
0: Yeah. I
1: I have a bad feeling about Mr. Bones. I don't think he's going to make it.
0: Well, in this book, he hugged Wedge and it was wonderful.
2: (laughs) I need to read this line.
1: (laughs) Okay, please read this line.
2: Bones trots after, his skeletal arms going wide. I too will share an embrace with Master Antilles to simulate joy. (laughs) leans away from the hug as the droid wraps his many jointed arms around the captain, looking less like a human sharing camaraderie and more like an insect trying to eat the face of its mate. (laughs) Okay, the droid says, apparently satisfied. It lets go and begins dancing around the landing platform in dramatic swoops, plies, and pirouettes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is when I fell off my couch. Please (laughs) someone fan art that.
2: Right. I am willing to give you art reference if you don't know what a plie or pirouette is. Yes. Google it.
0: <laughs> I no. just. Well, not even the dancing. I want the hug
2: with Wedge. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the first time I texted you, Nancy, and I was like, I'm dead. Yes. I'm I'm dead. Oh, yeah. it was so good. Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. It was the second time I texted you going by my flags. But that's the yeah. point. <laughs> not the point. He has so many good lines.
1: <laughs> the hide and seek line at the end.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> was, what, what was it? Like the longest game of hide and seek. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, and the, the therapy. I mean, it's not funny, but the image of Wedge holding flowers waiting for Nora and then like. It, I'm just like, oh, you, you puppy, and and the way he asked Nora out was like, you are so bad at romance, Wedge and Chili's. You're so bad. Every universe. universe. Every so universe. Wedge
1: being terrible at flirting transcends canon.
0: It does.
2: It really does. That poor boy. <laughs> yeah. That poor poor boy. Uh, Should we just talk about the the Derek in the room? Yeah.
0: The Derek. Yeah.
2: That poor man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, do we want to?
1: Yeah, we'll save that for the next section. Yeah. Um,
0: the, well, the therapy Ewok, we talked about therapy Ewok. I was segueing. We just, we already oh, covered the two. Okay. That was a segue.
1: <laughs> oh, excellent.
2: <laughs> yes. Let's talk about the Derek in the room then.
1: So, Nora Wedge and Brenton equals Wedge, Yela, Derek.
2: Like, right down to the Wedge finally gets the courage to ask her out. Her husband comes back from what they were pretty sure was the dead. Turns out the husband was programmed by the Empire to kill people. Now, I will say,
1: in fairness to this universe's wedge, at least he didn't go to dinner with them. True! <laughs>
0: so- <laughs> also, at least Brenton, like, went big and tried to kill Mon Mothma and not Curtain Lore. Yeah. Because, ugh. Yeah. And-, and Brenton's still alive. For now. For now, and with Ray Sloan, which won't
2: go well. Let's not get there yet. Oh, God.
0: (laughs)
1: Oh, Wedge, even in this universe, you fall for someone whose husband comes back from the dead and then goes all Manchurian candidate.
0: Yeah. Uh. But he's busy. He's got his Phantom Squadron, which is very much like Ray Squadron, right down to the name. And is made up ragtags and misfits. And I am imagining I we need will- to
1: know what
0: red tags
2: and misfits!
0: Yeah, I would imagine that we will see them uh, fighting in Jakku. Oh, uh, God. Which means Chuck gets to create some pilots. Kill. Yeah, yeah, they're all going to die. Yeah. Except for Snap. He can't die. Yeah.
1: Snap can't die.
0: So, yeah, I'm torn between wanting- Snap has
1: to grow up to be Greg Grunberg.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: I- I'm torn between desperately wanting uh, Chuck to canonize Tycho Selchu and then also not, because then he'll just die. That would be hilarious if he showed up for like one page and then died.
2: Be like, screw you. Hilarious isn't that the would word I use. <laughs> I know. Chuck um, yeah. would just get yelled at yes. <laughs> on Twitter. Yes,
0: uh, and then the whole idea of like the surrender on Chandrila and like having like talk peace talks reminded me very much of. Uh, when the galactic civil war ended in legends with the paleon gaversum treaty and like how they were you know there was basically nowhere left to go so they were like okay we will have peace talks
2: with you but of course they
0: don't go well yeah
2: it's sort of like they took the what 19 years in universe after endor
0: yeah in the
2: bantam era and they've condensed it down into this one trilogy
0: Yeah, which I I mean, as much as I love the Bantam era, it's kind of like at times like There's some
2: great
1: books and then
0: filler. Yeah, I mean, I think they could have condensed it down to like five years maybe.
1: Five, ten, not nineteen.
2: Ten. Yeah.
0: Like if if you had had like like the Thrawn trilogy at five years and then like Hid of Thrawn
1: at 10-ish. ten ish, yeah, ten
0: yeah, ish, like you know.
1: Then you get the X-wing books uh, filling in the gaps yeah. in that window.
0: Yeah, but it's just like I, I've seen people complain that it the Empire shouldn't, shouldn't take, shouldn't fall so quickly. And I mean, I can see both sides. Like I can see it lasting nineteen years, and I can see it lasting only a year. Um, it's all in the way they write it, and I think the way they're writing it now, it makes sense because. All of the power is in Palpatine. So mm-hmm. he goes.
1: So without him, the whole thing fractures.
0: Yeah. yeah. And like where in Legends, it fractures, but then you've got all these other warlords taking hold, and the, and the rebellion isn't strong enough to fight them all. Here, they're a lot stronger, and there aren't as many yeah, here, people. Here, who I think are. it's
1: more realistic where the fractures happen, and then e- the fragments start going to war with each other. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um but yeah, I th- I I like it and I I do like the fact that they have so many years of peace before the Force Awakens comes and screws everything up <laughs> cuz they need it. It's more <laughs>
1: than they ever got in the EU. Yeah. Damn those Skywalker's. I know.
0: I so know. because we got to see a lot more of the galaxy at large, we got a lot more lore as far as <laughs> the, you know The New Republic, the First Order, especially one future general.
1: I'm going to mute my line and just check (laughs) Twitter for
2: a bit.
0: I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) Okay. Is this where you get to just yell about Armitage Hux?
0: Yes. Which is (gasps) dumbest
2: name. (laughs) No, no. I like it. But Armitage fucking Hux is a bastard. (laughs) I... Actually, and I think he's not only a bastard, but like... He's the son of a kit- kitchen, kitchen help. And I think I sat... I was at the pool this weekend, um, the day after I read the book, and I think I was listening to Hamilton. And all of a sudden, I Shocking. sat bolt upright. I know, shocker. I sat bolt upright and texted both of you, Alexander <laughs> Hamilton and Armitage Hux have the same initials. and They're both bastard, hopefully orphans, sons of horse, kitchen witches and... Scotsman commandants and then they have these crazy, crazy rivalries with people later in their lives, and I feel personally victimized by Lucasfilm.
1: Chuck, did you coin this while on a Hamilton binger?
2: <laughs> I mean, I I So I'm I'm getting used to his name, and I think I like it now because I feel like it works for him. Yeah. But Pete's the more Brendel. I think Yes, but the more I think about his backstory, the more I love it, and I feel like it explains so much about him and how we in fandom were so close to who Hux was as a person, but we just approached it from the slightly wrong angle. Because, yeah, he's this guy who clearly wants to prove himself, and why is he want to prove himself? Oh, that's right. He's, he's a bastard. Yeah. He's a, Which, a bastard with daddy issues. Yeah. Daddy issues, the subtitle of the Kylux ship. Um, ah. Tumblr's had fun with that, by the way. I can imagine. Oh, you have no idea. But that's not the point. (laughs) The point is that I love, I love that. I love that like Rex is, and by the way, we really need to put like a moratorium on Star Wars characters with three letter names that end with X. (laughs) Like, can we not (laughs) anymore? But I love that. When the fleet admiral goes to Sloan and is like, yeah, I need you to extract Brendel Hux. And she's like, okay. Oh yeah, and get his son too. He's a bastard boy, whatever. And Sloan is like, okay. And then they're like, yeah, the empire needs children. Yeah. And I love it. Like it's awful and it's terrible. And they like start re-implementing the breeding programs, which are totally awful. But I'm like, oh my God, this makes sense for... What the empire is, and then what we think the first order ends up becoming because yeah, how else do you get new loyal little imperials or force first, first order kids? Train them from birth.
0: Yes.
2: Yes. But well, you don't <laughs> <own> them.
0: <laughs> that was a really good impression, Brian.
2: <laughs> that was disturbing, Brian. Please never do that again. <laughs> but yeah, I just I we didn't get much of it, except that Brendel Hux is the actual worst and I think I hope he dies terribly because he just refers to his son as being thin as a slip of paper and just as useless and no wonder Hux has daddy issues because wouldn't you if
1: your dad Uh, was like that I want him to have a fate that's as bad or worse as what's his name from Kenobi
0: Yes. Oh, Ax- Galt. Yes. See, yeah. I I hated the fleet admiral way more. That guy no, was I super the, creeper.
2: I want the I fleet want admiral to die. Ha- to
1: die at the hands of Sloane.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, no. Here's what I'm going to tell the entire internet now what I want to have happen. I desperately want... Okay. So, backing up a little bit. I've had a theory for a while that, like... Hux actually secretly idolizes both Sloane and he has a lot of respect for Leia. So I desperately want Sloane to be like, screw you, Brendel Hux. You're an asshole. The First Order and the Empire are not going to have you and then kill Brendel Hux and adopt Armitage. I don't
0: want Ray Sloane to have anything to do with the First Order.
2: (laughs) I need it. I need it. And then she can be super disappointed when Hux does the, you know, destroys planets. And then when Hawks and Kylo go off, she and Leia can be disappointed in loss.
0: No, she's she she's going to end up surrendering. And Dead. No. Dead. I don't. She's th- going to kill her and I'm I, not gonna be OK. I thought so until I read this book because I thought for sure she'd be going down the Ravager because that's the kind of person she is. But now we see that she's I, not with Rax.
1: I think she rests the fleet from Rax and then surrenders the fleet. Yeah,
0: I could see that much more now. Um, I I'm more convinced now than ever that
2: she's going to die.
0: See, that's interesting because I'm I'm the opposite now. Yeah,
1: I thought she was going to die before I read this book, and I'm a, I'm leaning heavily towards she makes it.
0: Yeah,
2: in Empire's yeah, end no. now. I think she's dead. I think the I think
0: whatever happens though, it's going to be believable because like. Like Chuck writes characters so well, where you yeah. understand the choices that they make and what they're doing. Like, I mean, as I I don't think Sloan is the type of person who would go along with the first order, but if he wrote it that way, I could probably buy it, <laughs> just because that's that's how he writes. Um, I just I just don't see it going that way right now, and I I really want to know what happens at Jakku. I was just reminded of another funny Mister Bones line. When they are having the discussion about Leia being pregnant, and mm. Cindere go is like, "That's she's pregnant," and then Mister Bones goes, "Pregnant!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Mister Bones,
1: yeah. Uh, so we also found out that Leia and Han got shotgun married on Endor.
0: I know, I love it. Get busy! I love it. Like, Here so, we
1: thought that Poe was
0: the Endor baby. Nope. Well, he's not we the Endor baby. Wasn't. Yeah, because we knew he, that,
2: right, right? No, no,
0: no. We we well, do we know for certain he wasn't conceived on Endor. Kylo. Yeah. Poe. Poe po wasn't. No. no.
1: Poe. Not Poe. No. Okay. Because
0: Kyle. Because remember Leia's comments in Bloodline about she thinks. Kyla, that ben was conceived during that three-month run after they got married
1: uh right yeah. right Space. Uh,
0: so i was trying to figure out how shattered empire fits in timeline wise because obviously shattered empire one is like right um you know when right after endor there's one two months later issue number two but then there's issue number 3 and 4 which kind of like I I can't figure out I I
1: I think they get married while Shara and Kess are get getting busy. reacquainted.
0: Yeah, no, I I know that but I'm saying like so the issue when Leia goes to Naboo in Shattered Empire. Obviously mm. her and Han are already married because they yeah it's yeah. it's a few it's a few months later but i'm trying to figure out when does aftermath happen is that after that or before that and then because because han is still around so i'm thinking aftermath has to happen after shattered empire number three and then life debt has to happen after shattered empire number four because luke is gone in 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 life debt and they don't mention him being gone in aftermath yet because i mean he's not around um I'll but, buy it. Yeah, that's. I'm. I'm trying to figure out how how that that goes on. Um, and yeah, I I definitely want because like that whole ish, that whole the whole Luke thing, like is obviously intrigues me, mainly because like I want to know when exactly he took off, uh, because you know he's there in Shattered Empire looking for these trees, so I'd imagine once he gets the trees, he goes off to plant one on Deveron I'm assuming everyone is assuming Um, but I really want to know does he show up after does he show up on Jakku but here's uh,
2: what I'm wondering though like I have a hard time buying that Shara and Kez would resign their commissions when clearly everything is like before Empire's End
0: Yeah, I I think maybe once they saw that the Empire was not going to was going to fall a lot of I I imagine a lot of soldiers stayed, but I would imagine like because they have families and it's the same thing with Nora, like Nora was going home. Nora was leaving to go home in aftermath. So I could imagine like this. It was the same type of situation. They're like, all right, you have families now.
1: And they can, uh, they honorably discharge. Yeah, those with families.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's all timey wimey, It is all timey wimey, Leland Chi.
0: We need your help. <laughs> we need your help.
1: Help us parse this timeline. Yes,
0: you're our only hope. <laughs> um. So yeah, I definitely. Uh, I need to see what Luke is. I and see like I. I don't like people are like, oh Luke disappeared, but it's not like he disappeared like in, in TFA disappeared. I think no. he's just doing his Jedi stuff. Um so there's a lot of questions this book raises and the most important is what's on Jakku, what's on Jakku, <laughs> hang, hang what's on. on Jakku? Hang, hang
1: on. <clears throat> oh, what's on Jakku? What's in the what's in the
0: fracking Jakku? What's in the what's in the sand? <laughs> What's in the sand? Ah, what's in the sand? That, oh, the that sand? place is creepy as hell.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I just thought of it as desolate, nowhere wasteland. But holy crap! I mean, this I place thought it scares was, me now.
0: I I didn't think it was as creepy before. You know, the Battle of Jakku and all the Star Destroyers crashed there. But apparently, there's something bad there, and it's something Palpatine wants, which is not a good thing. Um, and Gallius Rex is from Jakku. Uh, those interludes are very creepy. Uh, and he basically stows away, and Palpatine kind of is like, hey, be my protege. So he's kind of like Ken Palpatine. <laughs> he is kind of God. like
1: Ken Palpatine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this whole book is just this action adventure thriller. And then we get to the epilogue and things get
0: weird and creepy. Yeah, well, and like the whole, not even the epilogue with where they go back to Jakku like 30 years ago. But when Sloan arrives on Jakku and, you know, is asking for information or whatever. And then the fleet shows up. And I'm like, oh, crap. This is uh. I was not expecting that to happen that quickly. Um, and I obviously I don't think the entire book is going to be the battle of Jakku, but I'd imagine kind of like the battle of Hogwarts is going to be a huge part of the book. Um, and it's going to be really interesting because like Nora's team isn't, I mean, Nora's team isn't like there aren't fighters and they're off searching for Sloan. So they're going to track her down to Jakku. And
1: they're going to get caught right in the middle of it.
0: Or they're going to see- Everyone's going to die. They're going to see what's happening and call in the New Republic. Can I say- And then there in
1: the background goes Sienna Restart. Oh.
0: Oh. We haven't even talked about the liberation of Kashyyyk and Leia and Yvonne showing up in the Millennium Falcon and then Wedge showing up with Phantom Squadron. Best- Cavalry ever, and then Akbar showing up in Home One—that was yes. freaking amazing. And Han being like, "You're going to see my wife."
1: <laughs> I have the best wife ever.
0: My wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of those moments where I'm like, I don't understand how people don't like this book. It's amazing.
2: <laughs> it's worth it just for Yvonne. Yes, like and- I freaked out when I got. When we just got the mention of her in the interlude. And then like five chapters later, she shows up and I was like, hey, yeah, I was
1: I was giddy just for a name drop. Yeah. Then she showed up.
2: Yeah. This yeah. is
0: one of the great things about the story group right now is that, you know, it's it's not a fault of the, you know, the early legends because they did. You you didn't have it. We there wasn't con- you know there wasn't continuity. There wasn't you know crossovers because there wasn't it, 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 there weren't things like that happening. But now everything is being connected. You know we've like this book brought in stuff from the Servants of the Empire series from the Marvel comics. From Clone Wars, <laughs> uh, from you know, return from the original trilogy, like all the prequels, Force Awakens. It's just like there's little bits of everything in here, but the thing is, is that you don't if like there, there were I'm sure there are references I didn't get because I don't read all the comics and I'm not as well versed in prequel stuff, but it didn't deter from my enjoyment of the book. But then there's things like Yvonne, like I've you know I read the. Leia comics, so I'm like, ah, I'm there. And but if you didn't read it, you wouldn't be confused. As I love, I love that they're doing that now.
1: Unlike when the craft showed up in Crucible, what?
2: Ugh. Let's not. Why did, <laughs> Why did you remind me of them?
0: Why uh, did you remind me of them? Um. So yeah, Alderaan in general, like, they're in a flotilla with the Death Star, and they're kind of a planet still, but oh my not- god,
1: Alderaan's the Corian fleet.
0: The what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God! Are you trying... Is this Mass Effect something? Yes. I understand that reference.
1: <sighs> my, my, my brain has just been blown.
0: Would you like to explain that? Oh, my God! They can't go back.
1: They can't ever go back home.
0: Don't put them in suits. What are you... Explain to the people at home.
1: So the Korians in Mass Effect created this artificial intelligence... That kind of turned against them, destroyed their home world, and now they, cor- the Koreans, are just a battered, small spacefaring race. Ah. That's kind of Alderon now.
2: Hmm. <gasps> fleet admirals, Ivan for fleet admiral. <laughs> you can't see my flailing, but it's happening. <laughs>
0: um. So uh, anything else specifically for life debt that we want to talk about that we haven't?
2: No, but I just realized you um, tweeting that's probably a spoiler. Shoot. Oh. <laughs> that's okay. Uh,
1: I can't wait for the two-week moratorium um, on this uh, to end. We delete it.
2: Damn it. All the stuff
0: in Kashyyyk was really interesting, and the the prison was really creepy, and the, like, the fact that they were basically like, all right, we're mad that you beat us, so we're going to bomb the planet was like, God, the Empire, you suck. So much.
2: You really suck. Oh, I just had a theory. Huh? So, okay. So a whole thing we keep been hearing both in Legends and here is that like the best and the brightest were the ones who are at Alderaan, right? Or not Alderaan, I'm sorry. Clearly they have a one-track mind. Endor. Yes. <laughs> yes. So they lost a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm thinking that everyone, yeah, we're kind of annoyed that it's a lot of guys who are left, Mm -hmm. but what if in there, most of them are not great, but what if the reason they're left alive is because they were given these pointless postings? The
1: best and the brightest are gone.
2: Yeah. Except for like a handful, like Sloan. So all
1: that's left are the people who survived on the Dilbert principle, um, the... Taking the worst people and putting them into the positions of medial managerial roles so they do the least amount of damage. Rax's Shadow Council is probably comprised they suck. of the worst people the Empire has left.
2: Yeah. Minus Sloan.
1: Minus Sloan.
0: Yeah. because well, Sloan surrendered. <laughs> Not the point. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, because she's smart. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. Yes. So, Empire's end. I, the, the thing is, I don't even know how the hell this is going ha- to what, what the hell is going to happen. Like cuz that's everyone's how
2: everyone's it- going to die. I don't see
0: I don't think so because Chuck Wendig is a bastard and he has said before that he thinks it's more interesting to change people than if, kill them. If
1: you have read the Heartland trilogy, ah. you know that Chuck is capable. Of, doing of t- causing damage be- that hurts significantly more than death.
0: Yeah, like death would be death preferable. would be
1: vastly preferable.
0: So those are that's what I'm scared of. Is what the hell is he going to do
2: to How these
1: people? How screwed up are these people going to be by the end of the book? Ugh.
2: But here's the thing: I spent all of Aftermath being concerned about Wedge and Nora. Like I had at least twelve heart attacks in three <laughs> hours reading that book. And then I ye- literally yelled "Wendig, don't you freaking dare" when I thought he had killed Sloane for a minute. That
1: was a mean chapter.
2: That was awful and I'm mad at him. But how many times can they escape death? Well, I mean I, like, I That's I, what I'm worried about. I do
0: think some people are going to die. I think Nora is I think Nora's Dead on arrival. Uh, yeah, I do not I, think she's. Gonna I don't think
1: Nora it. makes yeah. it. I think Jom is dead.
0: Yeah, I think Jazz makes it. Makes uh, it. Yeah, I think
1: Jazz makes I it. Think I think Jazz Singier makes it. I
0: think Jazz and Singier make it because I think that would be worse for them, yeah. especially Singier to have to go through that all over again. Bye, Condor. <laughs> no, see, I th- I desperately want him and Condor to end up together just to piss off. The trolls, <laughs> because I think having having a gay character in Star Wars is great. Having the gay character have a somewhat happily ever after is way much more than people will be able to handle. Um, I Basically, I just want Condor to show up in the book because <laughs> he was only in two scenes and I was really disappointed about that. And I I they they set him he set him up. That he is like an important slicer and like Leia I, uses him, so I, can, I I think this was setting Condor
1: up on a T for yes, the he's third so Gint.
0: Yeah, he I, is I, so Gint. He's gonna show up with Leia on Jakku. Um, I want like, I really want Leia and Sloan to kind of like team up behind the scenes, like Leia going behind Mothma's back and Sloan going behind
2: Rax's back, and like just getting shit done. Yeah. I think uh-huh. that's going to happen, but I really think Sloane's, I think she's going to die. I just have this gut feeling.
0: I can see if Sloane and Nora die. All my favorites die. Like freaking a day Oh, man. God, as no- long as Rax dies. Oh,
1: guys, Nora and Brenton are going to die and then Snap's going to be adopted by Wedge.
2: Which is adorable. Assuming Wedge doesn't die. I don't think
0: Wedge will die. Yeah, I,
1: I think Wedge. I think is Wedge safe. is
0: Wedge is the the guy who survives everything. So I don't think I don't think you kill him. Plus, he's too useful because if he's not in TFA, you can do anything with him. True. Um, and yeah. I I love that he gave Snap the nickname Snap. That's so freaking cute. It's
2: adorable. Can
0: I also do math right now and try sure. to figure out? The ages. Because Nora is a cougar, no matter what. Ow, ow! I GM'd Chuck Wendig and said Nora's a cougar. And he replied, she on the hunt. <laughs> which I thought was great. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's a cougar, which is cool. And I'm trying to figure out what exactly the age difference is. And I, she, Temin is 15. So yeah. I would imagine she's... <sighs> I I can see her as no younger than, like, 33 or 35. Like, if she had him when she was young, like, 18, 20, she'd be, like, in her mid-30s. Yeah. And Wedge, I think, is a few years older than Luke and Leia. I I think in Rogue Squadron he was 27 because I remember him thinking how old he was.
2: Doesn't mean anything now, though.
0: No, I'm just saying...
2: No, no, I know. I...
0: But I that would be like I a, think it's
2: ten to twelve between them.
0: Yeah, I I want to ask once the spoiler moratorium is over, just because I'm curious. And I mean, I'm all for it because Han and Leia have a ten year age difference, so
2: why it's not? It's not even a spoiler asking the age difference.
0: Yeah, it it well, I'll I'll wait until Tuesday to ask. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I I think Nora's gonna bite it.
2: Yep, which actually will really freaking suck because Shara's dead Yeah, by the time, like, what, ten, less than 10 years after. Yeah. Yeah. And but, so if Nora dies, I'm really not a fan of dead mama pilots of pilots.
0: Poe and Snap can bond over yeah. their awesome pilot and pilots. I, I will
1: say, though, that if Nora does bite it in Empire's End, it will at least have come at the end of an of a very arc. good arc.
0: Yeah true like i know like i know some people got annoyed when i wrote that aid of the jedi article because they're like so what you can't kill female characters ever and i'm like no however there's a difference between fridging a character and killing a character at the end of an arc yeah this is or, not
1: this is not fridging or a character. killing
0: a character to create man pain versus killing a character because it's part of their story and this would definitely be part of nora's story um so yeah Um, I, yeah, I, I don't want Wedge to die because the only person who was allowed to kill him was Aaron Alston.
1: Um, Uh, but again, if Nora dies, who, uh, Tammin needs family. Yeah. Well, and also,
0: I mean, how better to screw up Wedge (laughs) (laughs) again? (laughs) Um, and I want more pilots from Phantom Squadron. Of course. Um, my question is, does Luke show up and fight in the battle of Jakku? Because like having him be gone for all of the aftermath trilogy and then show up at the end in like one of like the as one of the Phantom pilots would just make me cry with joy, <laughs> or just have him like show up with his lightsaber and just like
1: do the Battlefront hip cock.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, do the Battlefront hip cock. <laughs> Can he do that in Episode Eight?
1: I sure hope so.
0: <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Oh yeah, and Priya wants Ray Sloane to kill Brendel Hux. I think we all yes. want Ray
1: sloan to kill. I Brindle just want Brendel
0: Hux to die. I I want all of the Shadow Council to die. You like, know, and especially Rax. Rax is such. A, and this is again. I don't understand. People say Chuck Wendig isn't a good writer because, like, my skin was crawling when I was reading about Rax and Adia. Because oh ugh. god, I'm so mad at her. Ew! I'm so mad at her. So gross. Like, and like, but it totally fits him because he is an utter ski. Yeah, and it's oh, like what's
2: the idea thinking? And My it's not just sweetheart. And it's
0: not even like just like super descriptive and like graphic. Just the idea of like him like touching her face. I was just like, it's ah! like oh, and then you
1: start putting, and then you start filling in the blanks, and it gets even worse.
2: Yeah, gross. That was the one thing I really didn't like. Like I, I could not understand Adia's character motivation to be sleeping with Rax. Like that was just the one thing I'm like, no, just no, what are you doing? I think it was just show how much of a freaking creeper he is. But, but that sucks though, because Adia was such a great character in Aftermath, you know? She was. Oh, God damn it. <laughs>
0: Slow we were rooting for you. We were all rooting For and you. For you. <laughs> how dare you? I've never yelled at a girl like this before in my life. (laughs) I think Sloane wants to say that to
2: everyone. Oh my God. But was she
1: ever really rooting for them though? I don't think so.
0: I think Leia would say that to Mon Mothma.
1: Yes.
2: Sloane was totally rooting for a day. Yeah. She was thinking about her as the daughter she never got around to having. Why wasn't Adia sleeping with Sloane. Well, probably because someone was having thoughts about how she was the daughter she never got around to having.
0: But I mean, in general, like oh, I don't know. If that, was- if that hadn't happened, you know,
2: I don't know. Mm. I think it's my fault
0: because <laughs> <laughs> you
1: what- liked her. That's what you get, Bria. Yes, that's what you get. Uh, well, like
2: that was the thing. Like I think I tweeted, I tweeted my aftermath thoughts. Like after you know when I read the book at a normal time of day, and over the course of a couple of days. And I said, oh, yeah, I really, like, I didn't appreciate her as much the first time, but I really, really enjoyed her this time. And what, two days later, I get my hands on life debt, and what happens? That bullshit. Yeah. <sighs> it's all my fault. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry, Sloan. I failed you. <laughs> uh,
0: any last thoughts before we head off? Uh, you know, I think
1: instead of Ray Sloan killing Brendel, I want Brendel to have a very curtain lore death.
0: <laughs> Like pointless,
1: pointless, just inconsequential and pointless, just like him. Curtin LorMat, <laughs> Kit Kitten LorMat, Kitten
2: LorMat. No, I, I have a better. I I just have a better plan. Armitage can kill him, ah. and then and then Sloan can adopt her. It'll be great. No, I'm really on. I'm really on board with this.
1: I like it, mm. Mr. Uh, Bones. All right. So, yeah, last thoughts on Life Debt. I loved this book. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it.
0: I loved it too. Roger, Roger.
1: <laughs> I I have not had this much fun with a Star Wars book in a long time.
0: Yes. Me too.
1: Probably Mercy Kill was the last time.
0: I don't uh I mean, I've I've liked books since then, but yeah. I mean, just... I, I've
1: read I've read some very good books. Yeah. Uh, in terms of fun, just, I think, fun. Yeah. In terms of just sheer fun, I think this is one of the most fun Star Wars novels he's that's v- that's released in a while.
0: Not in style wise, but tone wise, he reminds me very much of Aaron because he will make me laugh and then cry. Yeah, and like he he is very
1: good at doing the peaks and the emotional peaks and valleys. He's a
0: very visceral writer. Yeah,
1: and now I'm concerned that I made the face and Ton equals Sinjir comparison again.
2: <laughs> uh, and now Sinjis going to die. And it's going to be so all your fault. So half of Ryan. him is going to die. Well, I mean, think about Ton. Yeah, he was kind of already half dead because. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah.
1: Uh, Rogue Padron, I'm sorry if you heard that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh.
0: They Sorry. might forget by the time they read those books. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Only one more book to get through before they get to that one. I can't wait. All right. Hey, Bria, where can we find you online as we
2: wrap up here? I hear you can find me at Toshi Station, writing oh, things wow. and reviewing things. You can also find me um, on Twitter at Bria or at my geek fashion blog, WhiteHotRoom.com or over at ChaosBria.com where I'm currently rerunning the Walrus Express for those of you who missed it several years ago.
1: Ah, fantastic. And Nancy just left the room to take a phone call, so I'll go ahead and wrap things up here. Uh, this episode of Tashi Station Radio has been brought to you in part by Her Universe and you are Patreon subscribers. On Twitter, you can find us with the handles Tashi underscore Station. That's the official show account-, account. You can find Nancy with Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. You can find me with Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. On Facebook, we are the Tashi Station Network. We're available on the iTunes Store, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, do leave a review. It helps us grow the show. You can find our columns, news, and other podcasts at Tashi Station.net. Thanks for listening to another episode. We'll catch you all next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Majestic Giraffe Productions and is the official podcast of TashiStation.net. All Star Wars names, music, and logos are property of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Tashi Station Radio is not endorsed by Lucasfilm or any division of the company. Now go pick up some power converters.